It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. How did you handle this year of 2020? Hope you were able to work on your beautiful quilts. I thought it would be fun to ask some of my previous guests that had been interviewed before this year how 2020 was for them and if they were able to make a special quilt this year. After contacting a few, I realized I wouldn't be able to get to everyone I wanted. All my guests have been so wonderful. I did get to visit with Darlene Martin, Lonnie Nagy, Ruth Hong, Jean Pickering, and Tammy Bennett. Wow, what a year we have been through. Darlene Martin's episode was released December 5th, 2019. Can you tell me about the quilts you got to make this year? I finished my tumbling blocks. It was kind of funny. I used up the pieces that were already cut. And then I thought, well, this is not very big. So I cut some more pieces out of some of my scraps down in the basement. Mm-hmm. And I had nothing better to do. So I just kept cutting diamonds and sewing them together and cutting more diamonds and sewing them together. I think it kind of would be considered a queen-size quilt. Wow. And then uh, Marsha worked on some, but she didn't come in here to work on them. Mm-hmm. And then I think the pattern we got for Janice was called Variable Star, and it hasn't been quilted yet. And what shapes did you say were in that quilt? Well half square triangles, and I made them by watching the gals on TV. So I would cut out an eight-inch square of both kinds of material, Mm -hmm. put the right sides together, Mm -hmm. and mark them corner to corner and midway across both ways, and stitch the diagonals on each side of the diagonal markings and cut those and I'd have eight half square triangles, three inch squares. Yeah. So that went easily. The others just used three inch brown square or three inch white square. I'd have to lay out the block each time because if you turn that piece with the triangles in the wrong way, it disrupted the pattern. Yeah. So did you keep one finished one in front of you to make sure you were laying it out right? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I've been wondering how you've been doing. And today I've been to behaving. Do- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been going to church. Yeah. I haven't been volunteering at the pantry. Right. I do go to the library, but we wear masks and the plexiglass shield, of course. Yeah. I, I've i kind of gotten out of the habit of walking. That's the sad part to know. Yeah, it was that's so, hard. so hot this summer. Mm-hmm. 
that I quit walking to the library. I would drive to the library because I thought, I just don't think I can make it there in this heat. Yeah. So now I'm out of the habit of walking. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I'm doing the things I always do. Yeah. And I did go down to Bolts and Quarters. Well, we went down a couple of times. We went down to get the material for Janice's quilt. And then we had gotten five yards of each color. And would you believe that wasn't enough? <laughs> Does that make sense that 10 yeah. yards of material would not make a king-size quilt? Wow. Did you already go back or you have to go back again? Well, we went back and got two more yards of each color. Okay. Now I think I've got enough of the brown left to bind it when it comes back from the quilters. Oh, good. Well, I had my six spell the last of December and early January of this year. And I'm kind of half convinced that what I had was COVID-19 because it started out with a sore throat. I medicated myself for five days. Yeah. Six on my throat and, and no appetite and just sat around, you know, finally went to the doctor and she put me on azithromycin. But I had this cough that just lingered on and on and on. Not a severe cough, just a cough. Mm-hmm. But at first, when I had this sore throat, it didn't last too long. Never did I have a fever, but I had this splitting headache. Mm, yeah. And I don't ordinarily have a headache, but it just felt like part of my head was sore. Yeah. But anyway, I got over it. But we take precautions. Yeah. We wear our masks. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you weathered the year pretty well. Yes. I think so. Lonnie Nagy's episode was released August 5th, 2019. How was your year? 2020 was a crazy year anyway. So how was it for you? And if you were able to get some quilting in this year too. So between my quilting and I do watercolor and my YouTube channel called Crafty Traveler, I have kept busy. Last March, before all of this really took place, my daughter from Illinois came out and visited for a week, which was really nice. And then as soon as she got back home, we went into isolation for the virus. So. We had bought a travel trailer in October of 2019 and only gone to one little weekend venture out to Fort Bragg to try it out, and we had a great time. I was mapping out and planning a trip across country to go visit my daughter in Illinois and my brother-in-law and his family in Cleveland. Then when the shutdown happened, I thought, well, maybe this will only be for a few months or whatever. Well, about April, I got an email from the Teton RV park where we had reservations to be there at the end of May 
and they canceled because they were closing down. And there was a couple of other national parks that canceled. So when that started happening, I said, you know, we're not going to be able to go. So I had to call and cancel all the reservations that I had made across country. So we were disappointed in that. But it didn't hold us back too much. Uh, In my YouTube channel, I documented the places we have gone. And we stayed local. We went to Fort Bragg. We went to Manchester Beach, California. Then we went to see Point Arena Lighthouse and the B. Bryant Animal Preserve in Point Arena. And during the summer, we did venture to the Eastern Sierras and did some fishing. Then just recently, we went across to Death Valley and Valley of Fire and Red Rock Canyon in Nevada. We were kept very safe. We have our little trailer. We have our own bedroom and bathroom. And, of course, whenever we go into any business, we wear our masks. And we mostly cook dinner. We bought food. We brought it back to the trailer. So we were all doing everything safe. And everyone in my household is perfectly healthy. My son works at the local Safeway store. And he is part of our pod. He has been very healthy and stays safe and been very diligent about wearing his masks and cleaning his hands and takes off his uniform before he even gets into the house. So we're all doing well that way. So I've been sewing, been quilting. I've started a lot of projects and continue to try and finish them. By the time your podcast is aired, I will have drawn the name for one of the latest patterns that I've been using. That's what I've been doing lately. Two designs. One was Mystery Quilt, my Grapevine Quilters Guild of Ukiah. We did that as a group because we couldn't meet as a group. So every month we would do a little drive-through meeting and pick up our next clue And then we posted pictures when we were finished, and we had a voting of the most popular quilt, and my friend Kelly won that. Her quilt top was gorgeous. So that was kind of fun, and we're still doing little drive-through meetings is all. Then I just finished that little winter wonderland quilt wall hanging from my house, and those cutouts, I have an AccuQuilt Go Dye machine and I cut those out and used a a product called Hot Fix on the back. Then you can iron it on the background. And Hot Fix, I did some research on it for my quilt guild and they say you can put that on there and wash a quilt 50 times and it won't come up. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that, but I have a few t-shirts that I've used it on and washed three or four times and they've been fine. But I did do a zigzag stitch around them. Then I've been taking watercolor class through the local college. And, of course, we had to go online this last semester. So I continue to dabble with my watercolor. And I take it with me when I go on my camping trips and try and paint a little bit. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing to keep sane. Wow, you've been so busy through all this. I hate to see your schedule if we didn't have COVID. Well, then I would be doing things out. I would be going out with my friends and to lunch and 
we would have our sit and sew group at the library once a month, which we haven't been able to have since March. Yeah. And the Quilt Guild, I'm the vice president this year and next year, and I had my being vice president is the program manager. And I had everybody signed up, all these wonderful speakers and things signed up this whole year, and I had to turn around and cancel them all. So I'm hoping that once we all have vaccines in our arm, that I can call those speakers back and say, hey, how about this month in 21? <laughs> <laughs> we get to meet again, um, I'll be able to do that. Well, I'm retired, so, you know, all that's fun stuff. That's what I retired to do, is to do things I want to do, have fun with it. I've learned a lot through my YouTube channel, posting the first couple of videos I just want to take off. But that compares to what I've been doing more lately, and I have a new editing program. Of course, all that takes a little learning. But I was able to learn it, and I'm learning more about it, and I'm learning more about YouTube. connected with another couple. They live in Oregon through YouTube, and he's got a YouTube channel. They've had it longer than I have, and he has all these nice little tips and tricks that I've tried to incorporate in some of my videos. And I think I have 105 subscribers now. Oh, wow. That's great. In a year's time. I'm not looking to be monetized, but it would be fun to be monetized. But um you need 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of viewing to be monetized by YouTube. Okay. <laughs> Maybe in another 20 years I'll do that. <laughs> Who knows? But I'm just having fun with it. And if nothing else, all those YouTube videos when I'm old and can't travel or can't do stuff, I can at least watch them and remember all the wonderful places I was at. Yeah. And I enjoy... Being able to see parts of California since I don't get to get out there, too. Yeah. I'm in the process of planning another trip across country, and as soon as we get our injections, I went to my doctor yesterday, and she said that they may get vaccine in the clinic by spring. And I said, March? She goes, yeah, maybe March or April. So if that's the case, then we just might make it across country this summer if we have our vaccines in our arms. Yeah. And we can take a trailer across country. Then I'll have YouTube videos for a year. (laughs) 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 Anyway, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much. Oh, you're welcome. Ruth Hong's episode was released September 9, 2019. How has your year of 2020 gone for you, and how did your quilting go during the year? Well, 2020 has been a very eventful and unexpected year. I feel like it's the year of all the unexpected. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think that overall for me 2020 has been really good for me my quilting has picked up in different ways i've taken on more commissions this year than i have in the past two years i realized that i really enjoy doing commissions because it allows me to use my own creativity and it gives me the chance to make something that somebody really likes and is looking forward to 
having in their home or giving to a family member. I've started trying to stock up my Etsy shop more and to keep that up, but it ebbs and flows as I get busy and as I slow down, and it's something I'm still learning how to maintain and, and market, but I still love what I do, and I've been learning a lot this year. I have made four different memory quilts now. I have two that are finished and two that are in progress. They're made with clothing, and I've sewn them all together so that to kind of just preserve a loved one's memory through their clothes. So it's been a really neat project to be able to do. Wow, sounds like a busy year for you. It's been very busy. It's been very fruitful, though. I'm very grateful. (laughs) How about on a personal level? How has 2020 hit you? 2020 has been a year of the Lord's faithfulness and provision. It's funny, before COVID was even something that crossed my mind, I had met a very nice young man back in December of 2019. We hit it off really well. He's living in Texas at the time, and I still live in South Carolina, but we had met at my best friend's wedding. And I flew home in January, and after that, we continued to text, and we wrote each other letters through the mail and kept up over social media, and we got to know each other and became really good friends. And we have officially started dating and are heading towards the process of engagement and Lord willing marriage in the coming years. How exciting. I'm very excited. It's been a journey. I've never dated anybody before I've met him, but Mm -hmm. it's something that I had prayed for for years. And if anything, in this past year, the Lord has shown very clearly that he is very faithful and that he has heard not only my prayers, but prayers that my parents have prayed and people who have counseled me and watched me grow up. And so it's been really neat to see how he's provided according to his timing. That's so wonderful. Thanks so much for sharing all that. Thank you. I've been so excited for you, watching you on Facebook a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. It's been a very exciting journey, and I never know what's around the corner and down the street, but I'm so grateful that the Lord knows. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Jean Pickering's episode was released July 12, 2019. I was just sorting through quilt fabrics, thinking about what I made this year. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask how this year of 2020 has been for you. It started out in Florida, and I was thoroughly enjoying and planning to go on a trip to Spain and Portugal. And the closer we got to March, things started falling apart. So the trip was canceled and my kids came down and got me and said, come home. So I went back north. They pretty much quarantined me Mm -hmm. and kept me very isolated. But I had all these quilt projects planned out and among them was I had a granddaughter getting married 
So I made her a quilt. And then the other granddaughter said, oh, we need a quilt. And so there were more quilts there. And then I had decided last year I'd make every great grandbaby coming along to have a baby quilt. So I got two more on the hanger ramp and two more in the hanger and eight on the ramp and two in the hanger. So there's more to come on those. And then I had a quilt from 1999 on a cover of a magazine that had always intrigued me, and it was called Northwind. I fell in love with it. So that was my big project. I made that, and then I had another project that was quite large, was all triangles. So I decided I might as well hand quilt these. So I hand quilted that one. Oh, wow. So that took a little more time, but it was fine because no place else to go. And my daughter has moved back to live with me, and she's working at Lowe's. It worked out real well. And then I waited till after the wedding and came down here in November. So I brought all my bins of stuff, and I finished up one of the baby quilts. I'm waiting for it to come UPS from the machine quilter friend of mine. She's a pilot buddy of mine. She lives at Port Orange. So that's exciting to have that coming back. And this marks my 50th year in aviation. Oh, wow. 50 years since I got my license. It just kind of hit me all at once. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize it had been that long. So if things open up here, do you think you'll get to go up to celebrate that? Oh, yes. Yes, I will. I won't be back north until probably May, but I'll go out here to the airport and bum a ride. (laughs) That will be great. That's what I do. I feel free to go out and enjoy. Yeah. I know that you... Normally went out to eat. That must have been hard on you. Well, you did mention that your daughter moved in, so that helped. But down in Florida, what are you doing? They have carry-out. Okay. You go through a drive-thru. They're pretty much closed here and everything's. The restaurants are open with limited seating and things like that. And the church is open. We can go to church. But they're very isolated. Mm-hmm. They also have, you can sit out in the parking lot in your car and have church. Yeah. So it's been different. You just kind of have to pick and choose. <laughs> and within the park, we're, we're not supposed to have gatherings, you know, like potluck dinners and things like that. Those are missing. Yeah. And my friend Bonnie Witten's going to be coming down. She's got a camping spot here close by, so there'll be a fellow quilter here in the park. Oh, neat. There's several other girls that are quilters here. Well, I hope that things change here with getting the vaccines out so that we can start gathering again. Yes. I noticed my son has gotten his shot already. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I saw it on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) My means of communication with the kids. You read it on Facebook. Yeah. I just didn't know that the vaccines had actually made it to Marietta yet. Well, he's in Parkersburg. He's a doctor in Parkersburg. Oh, okay. So I guess they're doing that for the doctors down there. Good. It's really different. My daughter and I made, oh, we must have made 2,000 masks. And my sister, who's a sewer also, she made over $9,000 for Samaritan's Purse. She had all donations go to Samaritan's Purse. Wow. She got into the business, so it's kept me free from (laughs) having to run around just sewing up a storm. Yeah. I'm putting together Grandmother's Flower Garden. Oh, neat. It's the sixth one of those that I've made. And they're nice because they're just scrap stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you just put them together one little hexagon at a time. Okay, well, thank you so much. It's great to touch base with you again. Bye-bye. Bye. And Tammy Bennett's episode was released August 28, 2019. So I wanted to ask you, how has 2020 treated you? We haven't gotten sick with COVID, and um, we haven't slowed down any. We've had to work around it quite a bit. We were in China in January of 2020. Oh, yeah. That took... uh, quite a bit. We were supposed to be there till the 10th of February, something like that. Mm -hmm. And we were told that Delta was shutting down flights out of China the 30th of January. We landed there right after the new year, 2020, and we were supposed to be there for 30 some days. As soon as we got there, they had gone from level one to, like, level two. And then, like, in a week, week and a half, they were up to, like, level four. And we were in Harbin, which is northeast China. So we were quite a ways from the hot spots. Mm -hmm. We got the last flight out and got home January 30th. In fact, we left January 30th and arrived January 30th. (laughs) And then in February, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And we spent the next seven months traveling back and forth, my sisters and I, because none of us live close to my mom. And it was terminal. And she wanted to stay in her home, which wasn't set up for company to stay. So we took turns doing that, and she passed away in August at home Mm -hmm. with my sisters and I. And my husband has been trying to retire from the government job that he has working at the borders. He had put in his paperwork at the beginning of the year, so we've been doing that process. And we are moving 
from North Dakota to North Platte, Nebraska. And we just bought a house in North Platte November 13th. He's still working, but he has a lot of paid leave time that if he doesn't take it, he just loses it. Yeah. So pretty much the next six months, he's working part of the month and we're taking trips down to North Platte. And we are looking forward to that. It puts us with two of our daughters, our two youngest daughters live in North Platte, Nebraska. And then we have a son that lives in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and that's only five hours from North Platte. So we get to be closer to three of our children and six of our grandkids. We have one child that lives here in North Dakota, and we're waiting on our 17th grandchild. (laughs) We're waiting for her to make her appearance any day now, between now and she was due like the day after Christmas. Our children in China, they had a baby too. (laughs) (laughs) So it was their third. It's the little boy. Well, he started out normal average size for us, about seven pounds, but he's a chunk now. And he was born in October. And his older siblings are nine years and seven years old. So this is like a little doll. Well, a pretty life-size doll. So as far as quilting goes, I took up English paper piecing this year. And when I was with my mom, I have found that I have to take a project with me because most of the time other people don't have the tools or the sewing machine or whatever. So I carry a project with me. When I was at my mom's, I was doing more crocheting and knitting of repairing or finishing up some projects that she had started. And I was able to finish up some of the crochet projects that she hadn't been able to finish. And so we finished those for her. And we repaired some Afghans for her. And she was 79 when she passed. Mm. And her mom had passed a few years before my mom got sick. And my grandmother was just good at any kind of knitting, crocheting, drawing, and she had her own sewing business. This would have been in the 1940s. People could come say, hey, I need this men's suit with this kind of collar or whatever, and she could do it. She just was very talented. And so my aunt let my mom get my grandmother's sewing machines and things. So I got to bring home my grandmother's sewing machines that she used throughout her life. We had to clean out my mom's place, and and I'm cleaning out my place. There's a lot of emotion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) From going through all the, the different things, my mom had a lot of blankets and quilts that Her and my dad's mom had made quilts together of scraps. And so these quilts are made out of outfits that my mom made for my sisters and I, and that I learned how to sew and is is in it. Every time I turn around, I'm like, why did I bring all my mom's junk home? Because (laughs) this is just, you know, 
it's hard. And my dad's been gone for over 10 years. And so there's been a lot of going through my dad's stuff that my mom still had and my mom's things and my grandparents' things on both sides. And then our son, our oldest son, was living at their house before he passed away at 21 years old. So she still had a lot of his stuff. There's just so many memories that keep flooding through this year. I mostly haven't really finished any projects, but I've been working with my granddaughters. In between traveling, there's been a few times where I've been together with granddaughters, and I've been teaching them to embroidery or crochet. And so our son that lives here in North Dakota, he's been doing foster care and in the process of adopting two teenage girls that are sisters. And she's due any time now. And so there was a couple times where after my mom passed and I was home, I went down and stayed with them so that they could go to doctor's appointments. So I went down there and I was already doing some paper piecing. And so I said, oh, here, girls, I'll let you make a little hexagon flower you know it has the hexagon in the middle and then you attach all the hexagons to the outside and make a flower and it's just whip stitching very easy and I use the glue stick to hold down the fabric on the paper piecing instead so there's no basting stitching and so it's very very simple which is why I like this <laughs> so I taught them how to make a little flower so once they made the flower, I said, okay, so since we did this, if we make 12 of these flowers, we'll have enough for 12 blocks for a baby quilt. And I said, so the three of us can make a baby quilt for your mom and for the new baby to come for Christmas. So that's what we've been working on since September. So I've been teaching them how to do English paper piecing. And then our son came over with his six kids, the North Platte. We did Thanksgiving, Christmas, and one birthday all in three days. (laughs) (laughs) So in that time, I taught one of his daughters how to make a little Christmas ornament. And we just sewed two paper hexagon covered with the fabric. We just whip-stitched them back-to-back, you know, and just made a little Christmas ornament because I had Christmas fabric. And so I taught her how to do the English paper piecing, but it was just two little hexes, which is another reason why I like them. (laughs) So we did that in the three days. So when we got back here and I'm unpacking and things and kind of trying to get back into normal life at home. I went into the local quilt shop there, and they are starting a block of the month. I signed up, I think, in September, September, October, something like that, because I was, like, still overwhelmed with all that had gone on and what we were doing and everything. And she goes, oh, it starts in January, and I'm going, oh, 
that's great. <laughs> and I don't know if you've heard of Jaybird Quilts, and it's the Nebula. So it's Jaybird Quilts. She does hexagons and diamonds, and she has these special rulers. For years, I've wanted to do it because she has all these quilts that have points everywhere, stars and diamonds. And so I've wanted to do her quilts for years, and I haven't been able to do that. And so when I saw that they were doing that, and then they're using Tula Pink fabric, her colors are mostly neon. But she's come out lately with some more my style of designs. It's still the same bright colors, neon colors. And so I was like, oh, I'd love to do this. And it's not till January. Things should be a little <laughs> quieter. So I signed up for that. Then what they did was she had Journey to Nebula. So they had pillows and table runners. Every two weeks you were doing this pattern that was helping you to learn how to use the techniques to do the quilt. And so that's what I've been doing. To me, all this craziness is one huge opportunity to witness for the Lord because he gets us through it. And it's like any time you go through something, you're like, how do people do it without the Lord? Yeah. You guys take care. Uh-huh. Thanks so, so much. Bye. Bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of A Quilter's Life. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a review as it helps others to find the show? Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website or a Quilters Life Facebook group to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.